Finally, on Opportunity Detroit, we get to spend a little time with Mark Hollis. Uh, he'll be sitting in from time to time. I hope he'll sit in from time to time on the show. Whenever Ann calls, I'm here. All right. I know you're a busy fellow. Uh, uh, Mark is a busy fellow as the chief operating officer for Rock Ventures. He's uh, tying the threads together among the 100-plus companies in Dan Gilbert's family of companies or portfolio and delivering value to those companies located in Detroit, Cleveland, Charlotte, Phoenix, and other family of companies, communities. And uh, we've known Mark a long time, in another lifetime, in fact. And uh, I hope you're loving this lifetime. I, I really am. It's the opportunity that Dan and, uh, and Jay have provided uh, for myself has been incredible. And I, I love, I've always loved the city of Detroit. So to be able to live, work, and play right in the heart of it um, has been a blessing over the last few years. And, uh, you know, I feel like we're making some some great strides in, in what's happening down there of not only the the impression for those of us that are fortunate enough to live in Detroit, but the visitors that come in and, and can experience it in a different way. And that's through music and culture and sports and the activities that are coming. The, the Mackinac Policy Conference uh, has been, and I think we're going to look back on this one as one that's extremely positive. Arn Tellum has done an incredible job as the chair, mm -hmm. kicking it off with, with an amazing golf event that uh, brought folks together that normally aren't together for a fun nine holes. And then throughout the, the, the entire conference, it's this relationship. It's people bumping into each other and talking face-to-face, -face, and it's it's something that's desperately needed. I think we, we need to get back to the workforce. Um, having a little bit more of this relationship, you're better at brainstorming and, and creating ideas and, and advancing the ball down the field. And uh, so it's been a blessing to be at, at the Mackinac Policy Conference. And I think from it, good things are going to come out. And, and you know, um, it, there are a lot of blessings. We just finished the Movement Festival. That may not have been something that you or I went to, but a lot of people, millennials, whatever, call them what you will. A lot of people went to it, not just from our Detroit area, but from all over the country. They show up at these things. And what I'll never get tired of is the positive reaction people give Detroit now, especially those who've never been here before, maybe didn't know what to expect, or frankly, expectations have been so lowered that they were shocked to see how great this city is and that how great we are at throwing events. It really is, and I don't have a choice on movement. I hear it whether I want to or not. It rattles off my windows, so it's you know, and it's all good. But what's what's positive is you can't get into a restaurant, you can't give food, and you know you want to complain about that, but you can't. The reason is the city is is vibrant when those events roll in, and it really has been, you know, most every weekend, Thursday through Sunday, you're seeing activity. You know, quick story on visitors coming in. We had the NCAA basketball committee. Uh, made a visit in looking at future sites and the comments that they make or the concerns that they have about the city and watching it pivot while they're here live to this is incredible. I had no idea. I haven't been here in, in over a decade. Um, so those comments are reflecting on the gradual change that we see over days, how it impacts somebody that hasn't been here for a long time and the good that's being done. It's really a good point and it's important to note and, and, and for that matter, um, with the uh, Chevrolet Detroit Grand Prix presented by Lear coming back downtown is going to be a tremendous impact to the downtown area, the city. And the, the NFL draft in 2024 is a huge deal. And you guys had a big hand in bringing that to Detroit. 
Really did, and I want to you know, give props out to Bud Denker and, and Roger Penske and the whole team over there. The events that Detroit has, whether it's the Jazz Festival or Grand Prix and beyond, should never be taken for granted. There, there are things that are annual. Um, there are things that, that many people love, and, and you can't get tired of them. There's something new happening all the time at, at each one of these annual type events. I think bringing it back downtown, I, I don't think I missed one of the F1 races that took place through the streets of Detroit back in the 80s. And mm -hmm. it's going to be that energy that comes back. You know, we all looked at the Grand Prix as when it was on the island, it, it might as well have been in Mackinac City um, because it's so far disconnected from town. Now, right, right. the businesses that are downtown are going to thrive. They're made, they made sure that there are areas on the track that are going to be free to the public so Detroiters can experience it. There's so much good that's going to come out of, you know, Bud and Roger's vision to bring it back downtown. Everything that we have planned, I should point out, everything that we're talking about has certain moments, elements, sections that are free to it, Detroiters. It and when you go to the NFL draft, um, it'll be in 2024. Um, the entire event is free. It's, it's everything that you see, the excitement, the energy of watching these, you know, young college kids become professionals at their craft in, in football it, it's a free opportunity and, and I was fortunate to go out to Vegas and, and Cleveland the year before um, and see what it has and, and again having visitors from all these NFL cities you know 600,000 of them um, experience what this is like and what the city is like is going to be a positive there are things we need to do um, as a city as you know private companies to prepare for it to come in so that the showcase is incredible, but the public part of it, where the commissioner comes up, stands on stage, he gets those rhetorical boos when he when he arrives, <laughs> that'll take place in campus marshes. And if you can imagine fans from all over the place, down Woodward, down uh, Cadillac Square, down uh, Monroe, it, it's just going to be quite a setting in the city of Detroit. Fox Theater is going to be part of it. That's where the the actual draft that's kind of behind the scenes takes place and Woodward's going to become a gateway, a red carpet uh, pathway, so to speak, to the main stage. And there'll be festival music and, and things happening all over the city. So it's it's going to be an exciting one-time event and um, we're blessed to have so much support across the city for it. And the Commissioner's Hug Fest, something always to look forward to. <laughs> the, the Commissioner's Hug Fest, yeah. Does Every anyone know how that started? I think one of the guys, I do re recall one of the guys came up and, and kind of did it in a whimsical way, and then it became Everybody then the tradition now. Yeah. Everybody gets their picture with a hug. It's so. so funny. I love it. And let's not forget uh, some of the oldies but goodies. Uh, for example, the Detroit Gold Cup races. Right. Again, free. Right. It, it, you can. I mean, you, they have seats that they sell and all of that, but you can still watch it from along the river and not pay a penny. And those folks... They should get an award for, for sticking to it because they've gone through hell every it, year, it seems. It is, and it's hard to charge. For some, I, re I recall my former boss, who was the AD at Michigan State at one time, Joe Kearney, was the AD at Washington, and rowing at Washington attracted more fans than football. And he said, the only problem I had is I couldn't charge admission for it because I couldn't protect the riverside that, uh, <laughs> that they rowed down. But it's... You know, I do. I, it's every weekend there's something, you know, throughout the week there's there's great things happening. And you bring up, you know, the Jazz Festival is something that, Another that good I absolutely one. love. And yeah. So many great traditions. The world's largest free Jazz Festival. The whole thing is free. Right. You don't right. have to find a special place to be. Yeah. 
and the parade company and the, the things that Tony does oh with, boy. with the fireworks as well as you the know Ford fireworks. Day. You've got the America's Thanksgiving Parade with Gardner White. I mean, they, the list goes on and on. The Ford Hobnobble Gobble. Right. There's so many great things that happen in and around the city of Detroit. We should never take any of them for granted and be proud that there are many cities that don't have all of these things. That, proud that we do. That's true. And it's, you know, as we continue to look at Detroit and, and where we can make impact, you know, across the entire city, not just the downtown corridor, um, these events have the opportunity to really create growth, to create um, some strength and support. And that's that's taken place. I was, you know, being on the NSA basketball committee, I had the opportunity to see how cities go about approaching um, hosting these events. And I was on the committee when Detroit made some pitches, and the pitches were very fragmented. Um, it was, there was not a, a sense of uh, harmony, um, and you don't see that anymore. You see a very connected, positive. I think Claude uh, Molinari and Dave Beach now have really impacted the sports side of it. Uh, the mayor has been phenomenal of making sure that the city is aligned. So when, when you're an outside entity, you want one one person to work with and in the past you had to deal with 20 different people mm. and that was cumbersome so the the structure is now in place um the supports in place and and good events are happening like the rocket mortgage classic the draft and and all the traditional ones we've had mark hollis serving as the chief operating officer for rock ventures and you just again mentioned the rocket mortgage classic what are some of the new additions to this year's event well, the biggest change is is the year, uh, time of year. It's it's moving to the last week of July, and it's going to create some some good opportunities for us. In that, um, players, the the tour players who are independent contractors and can choose where they want to play, um, it, it opens up a window for us to attract some of the some of the better players. They're also going to be chasing FedEx Cup points at that at that time of year. So, those that want to move their way up and and get into the to the field. That's going to be a positive for us. On the course, you're going to see some dramatic changes for fans. We've we've broken down the central fan zone, and we've put smaller ones in different parts of the course, more where the fans are already located over in Area 313. So you're going to see different versions of, of areas where you can step away from the action and kind of relax and have fun and then get back into it um, where you want. But the Detroit Golf Club has been phenomenal in in helping with the setup that the, the uh, believe it or not uh, we've already started building the city out there the the infrastructure that it takes to um to host the event and um, jason langwell and his team are doing just a phenomenal job so we're seeing nothing but positive and i think fans are going to enjoy it's it's the fourth version and all four if you think about it have really been dramatically different the first was the first it was huge fans were everywhere then we had the COVID, then kind of coming out of COVID, and then this is going to be the return to, um, hopefully, uh, to, to something great. Well, it will be great. We know that because you guys do such a great job, and you pledge donations to the community through the Area 313 Challenge during the tournament play. Uh, that's always been very useful, helpful. It really has, and we've found a way to adapt every year. I mean, when you don't have fans and, and folks aren't buying hospitality and tickets, you know, some some folks, Jay Farner and, and other companies across Detroit had to step up in a different way. The PGA Tour was helpful in, in assisting with some of that, but then you had Bubba Watson who said, I want to make a difference, and he brought his buddies, and he created a platform on the Golf Channel that drove some funds into 
into the event. So every year we found ways um, to make a difference, to, to impact you know millions of dollars that went into the digital divide and, and other areas. PAL, um, you know, Midnight Golf, um, First Tee, so many great you know great causes that that we can have a positive impact on. well it and the first one that really uh, sticks out in my mind uh, for the rocket mortgage classic giving back to the community was that bridging the digital divide right from the beginning pointing out that what we take for granted every day uh, right? I, I don't know how many computers we got walking around with us and yeah. all of that there are people that don't have no, access imagine, at all imagine going through covid without access to to the internet and it's you know where you work, where you get health care, where you learn, all those things are, are negatively impacted, and, and we're making a difference. You are making a difference in all of our lives. We thank you for that, and uh, as always, for supporting this program. Mark Hollis, Chief Operating Officer, Rock Ventures. Thanks to Jason Tinsley, Managing uh, Market Manager for J.P. Morgan, and the amazing Veronica Scott from the Empowerment Plan. And thank you for being with us. I'll talk to you in the mornings from 6 till 9. Regards, Paul W. Smith.